Well, hello, and welcome back to the only show on the internet that stars Peter and myself. <laughs> That's factually <right>. accurate. <clears throat> that is a that is a claim that we can make <laughs> without without like getting sued or anything. <laughs> yes, because because I don't want to go through that again. That was listen. You've been, it was a little touch and go. Yeah. You know what? You've done it once. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. Like, you know, and and that's just it. Like, now I can say I've been sued <laughs> and, you know, okay, Walmart wins. They don't need to carry a TRRS cord, yeah. whatever. All hail Walmart. You know what? You've, you've been on the ride. You've got the t-shirt. You don't need to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Exactly. Uh, hello and welcome to another episode of the Movie Men Podcast. The Movie Men Podcast, a a a um a gem, a gem of a show. If if I've ever made one, <laughs> yes. I'm in a weird mood. I'm in a weird mood. I think it's because I think it's because I've been put in a position. To review a Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> no. And I'm trying, and, and like, yeah. and my approach, yeah. my approach yeah. is to do that as objectively as possible. Of course. And listen, um, you are a professional, and I, I believe you when you say that you will do it from a, you know, a neutral position to be as professional as possible. But like, there's only so much, you know, like, you can. <laughs> You can, you know, you can set me down and say, okay, now be objective, be 100% fair and, and don't have a bias while you're, while you're reviewing this Tom Cruise film. Um, and I'll try, mm-hmm. but I mean, at the same time, you can set a, a total group of strangers down in a courtroom as a jury and say, okay, this man <laughs> probably bombed an orphanage. Let's. Let's just Dear like goodness. be as objective as possible. What? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're you're gonna be swayed. You're gonna be like, I'll try. I'll try. But <laughs> right. we are talking about Tom Cruise here. Right. Now you know. Listen, I want to peel it back a bit for the list for the average listener here, and. I want to say, so obviously it goes without saying, this is the Minority Report episode, reviewing the film from 2002, but I just want to peel mm-hmm. back the curtain here. Like, how do, this is how we got here. So there was a vote several weeks ago for the year of 2002 where we put up some films and there are listeners across various social media uh, voted and told us what film to review. Minority Report didn't win, but it came awfully no. close. It came awfully close. Well- uh, yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. It didn't win. No. Uh, um, so let's check back in next week. <laughs> and um, it didn't win. You know, but it came so close that we said, like, should we do it? There's interest to do it. Brady, I don't know. Pete, I don't know. And we let the Patreon members vote, yay or nay, should we review it? The vote came out pretty decisively. Yes, we should review it. All this being said. All this being said, all these things that led to that vote that led to us talking to about it now, back when we set out what films we were going to vote on, this Tom Cruise film came from a certain podcast host 
who shall go unnamed. So, yes, this is a unique, difficult situation for us, but but in some ways we chose our own fate. And I, listen, I'm just calling you out right now. Listen, all I heard was blah, 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 Scientology, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you can't, I mean, kind of. <laughs> like, uh, all right. No, yeah. let's, okay. Yeah, let's do this. You're right. right. Normally, what mm-hmm. we do is we put, uh, you know, we either have a predetermined, um, we have a predetermined series that we're working through, mm-hmm. or we put a vote out for vote options. And the good people say, "Ooh, uh, that one," mm-hmm. and they did. We put four. Uh, we put out four options, and the people voted, and they voted for one hour photo, and mm-hmm. so then we did it. Yep. Contract fulfilled. <laughs> yeah. My end of the bargain held up. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. But as you said, there was enough people who were like, ah, "I just." I want to watch Brady squirm. I just, I want to, <laughs> I want to see him watch a Tom Cruise film. And so here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Do you have trivia? You must have trivia. I do. I, there was one mm. question that I, it just wouldn't make itself into a good trivia question. So I'm going to say something and then I'll ask the actual question because the one that didn't turn it like, the one that didn't turn into a question, I just couldn't figure out what to ask. I mean, the closest thing I could f- kind of come up with was what energy drink was John Williams pounding back in 2002? Because 2002 was a hot, hot year for that guy where he did the soundtrack for films including Star Wars Attack of the Clone. This movie, you know, minor, Minority Report, you know, it's it's not the best soundtrack on earth, but it's still a, a, a blockbuster soundtrack. So regardless, it's not Star Wars. It's not Star Wars, but it's still it's still no. a, a feat in a, a feather in his cap, a feat that he accomplished. So anyway, we got Star Wars, Minority Report, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, and this is, and not everyone will love it as much as I do, but I absolutely adore this soundtrack, the Catch Me If You Can soundtrack. So you can argue about some are better than others in this, but these four films, like just to do one in a calendar year would be, in my eyes, like, hey, good for this professional. But John Williams just added again, just spewing, like 2002, he just like was giving out amazing soundtracks left, right, and center, like he was on an Oprah Winfrey show, just giving stuff out. So, yeah, I just had to mention that. That's wild. His 2002 was wild. So, ultimately, this is just definitive evidence that John Williams has at least one ghost composer who's actually <laughs> writing most of his, you know, he'll, he'll like, he goes down, because John Williams, a lot of people don't know this about John Williams, but John Williams doesn't... Um, he won't he won't compose anything until he's watched the film. Oh. So they like give him the film mm. and then he watches it without any music in it, which has got to be like a really weird experience. Oh yeah. Um but he watches a movie without any music and he's like this this moment needs mm. this. Mm-hmm. Um and he's like makes notes as he watches it. And I would only imagine that a guy as prestigious as successful as established as John Williams would have at least one 
mediocre composer sitting in his pocket where when he sits down, you know, Steven Spielberg calls and John Williams says, well, of course, it's <laughs> Steven Spielberg. I will, you know, sure. it's Steven Spielberg. Yeah. What yeah. poor decisions could Steven make? Yeah. Well. And then he goes and he sits down and he watches the film and about two minutes in, he goes, Oh shit, this is another Tom Cruise movie. Okay, I'm gonna call Brian, and Brian can do this. The junior intern, um, the junior intern, yeah. Yeah, I'll oversee it, like I'll, you know. Put my signature on it, know. yeah. But I'm not gonna, but, I, but I'm not gonna meet Tom. I'm not, I, I have no, I'm not gonna be in the same room as him. Um, mostly because I'm worried about neck strain, looking, looking down like that all the time to try to make eye contact. Oh, like I just, oh, you know, we're, I mean, I don't think John Williams is a towering giant, but I mean, he's also, he's also not a hobbit. And so there's like, you have to find that, oh, that oh, middle oh, ground sorry. there. I think I misinterpreted. So you're making a height joke. I thought you were making like just oh, about, metaphor or like ethically or uh, just in a judgmental way oh, looking, no, no. looking down at Tom Cruise. Like it could go, the joke could no, go no. either way. Could it not? Yeah, because you know that Tom Cruise is like oh, yeah. two foot nothing, yeah, right? Yeah, I do, yeah. I do. But I feel like the joke could go both right? ways, knowing the context. Like, like when when any director who was planning, I like, I feel like, I feel like Steven Spielberg, sure. because often they put the guy on like platform shoes, or they like, <laughs> like it's a, it's a common thing to make Tom Cruise taller, right? in in his movies so that he's not like so that he seems appropriately intimidating and that he's not like this little short guy right and yes. so i feel like steven spielberg was like i don't know i don't know i don't know if we can cast tom cruise in this film it's going to cost a lot of money to try to make him taller and figure out you know what we're going to do and then and then he was watching some of the behind the scenes footage of his good buddy Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings movie. There and he saw how is. they did like that forced perception thing with the hobbits yeah. and he's like, ooh, <laughs> here we, we go. could be onto something. Yeah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, literally a couple minutes in and we're already throwing punches. It's good. I don't even, what movie are we doing? <laughs> this is, this Cats? We're reviewing Cats? <laughs> what? All right, here's the question. This week's, it's it's more of a, a fun kind of light tone, okay? So I'm going to give you some right, actors' okay. names. Actually, sorry, some Hollywood professional names. One is uh, not an actor, but they were involved with this film. And, you know, listen, you haven't always been a podcaster. You, you know, there were things you did before that you either succeeded or didn't succeed at. And as human beings, we all have stories like this about things that worked out or didn't work out. This is going to be along the same line here. So of the following, before they made it in their Hollywood gig, in their respective Hollywood gigs, of the following, who auditioned to become a member of what I'll call a boy band, uh, but they were turned down? Okay. So this this are you gonna are you gonna tell me the boy band? Uh, I, no, because oh, okay, it, this is literally just you got to follow your heart. There's I don't think you be my guest. You can try and deduct deduce your way through an answer, but this is more just like you're gonna pick and it's following your heart, and you either be right or wrong, and we'll see what happens. So based on right. face and good looks and whatever else alone, 
you got to choose between Colin Firth, Stephen Colin Firth, or Colin Farrell, because Colin Firth is not in this film. Damn it! Who did I? Just a second. Colin Farrell is in this. The guy that plays the the FBI guy or the Son CIA or whatever he is. Gun. Yeah. Oh, you got to edit that out. Okay. Why? <laughs> no, no, man. What do we like? Just, just change it. It's just Colin. Like you mean Colin Farrell? Yeah, that's who. That's totally who I meant. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Colin Farrell. Okay. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Steven yeah. Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just for fun, Sean Connery. Huh. Okay. Well, so it's really, it's down between two people because I don't think, I mean, obviously Sean Connery's got nothing to do with this film. Sure. And when he was a whippersnapper, like when he was of boy band, Mm. you know, when he was eligible age and appearance wise to be in a boy band, I don't think boy bands were a thing. Likewise for Steven Spielberg. Um, Mm. So really, it's 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 down between. No, don't try to throw me off. No, it's but, down between okay. Tom Cruise okay. and and um, Colin Farrell. But notice how I See, phrased it. I phrased it what would be deemed a boy band. It's all about context and interpretation. So I could be referring to a yesteryear I, equivalent. I still think you're. I, <laughs> I still think you're trying to throw me off. I so, could be. Um, I might be. Um, 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 so we have. I mean, th- this is tricky because I'm pretty sure Tom Cruise still thinks that he is in a boy band. <laughs> what? And so. <laughs> and but then maybe he got turned down because of his tooth. Um, <laughs> ah. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Colin Farrell. Mm. No. Yes. No. Yeah. (laughs) Uh. See, it's tricky because like if that is the answer and you didn't know the guy's name, then this is a weird trivia question. But if it's Tom Cruise and it's weird to, uh, Colin Farrell, final answer. I don't think it's right. But I'm just, it's a stab in the dark. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was Colin Farrell. Um, nice. Yeah. Why'd they turn him down? I, I couldn't get any details. The band was called Boyzone, like all one word, B-O-Y. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a boy band if I've ever, said <laughs> said you know. O-N-E, all one word. Um, yeah. Oh my God. I don't know. The only, the thing that I think is, is, that is a band, <laughs> that is a band to which you can probably acquire a, a fold out poster oh. from the center fold of a teen magazine. 100% that is, I bet. That is, that, that is what that is. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I found, like, it was an Irish-originated boy band, so specifically Irish. Oh, yeah, well, it would it would have to be. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I couldn't find anything definitive of why he didn't make it, so I don't know if it was his teeth, his ears, or he just said something that offended the auditioner, but regardless... Didn't have red hair or enough freckles, didn't, right. didn't actually look Irish. Right. Like, uh, Colin... <laughs> right. You don't really fit the look of the band, Colin. And so then he, you know. Yeah. 
They're like, they wanted him to dye his hair. He said no. <laughs> yeah. I, it's rough. That's why I wasn't in, I was, I, you know, really fundamentally the reason I'm not in a boy band is because it's a lot, it's a, it's a lot of hair upkeep. Okay. True story. I was, I was at an outdoor concert type event thing. Okay. And it was all like smaller local bands. Um, but they were all like in this weird, <laughs> awkward zone where like a couple of them had albums. Oh. So they weren't like, they weren't like nobody bands, but they also weren't like, you weren't going to hear them on the radio, but some of them had like some proper produced music videos. Mm. And so they were kind of in this like higher end of nobody's type thing. Mm, okay. Um, and so they like, they dressed that like they, they were wearing, you know, tight jeans and like the <laughs> proper shirts and had their hair you know like you know and so anyways um and they were good it was a good it was a good event but like and i'll never forget this i'm standing behind this guy who is looking at the band and um he's he's watching it and he like leans over to his buddy that he's standing with and he's like i don't think i could ever be in a band <laughs> and the other guy's like why like you know you're you play great you're great at guitar or something and he said I know, but my hair is just not big enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, that is, that's, you know, that is a, that's definitely a requirement depending on the, depending on the band. You got to have the talent and the hair. And the hair. Equal proportions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good question. Before. That was good. Before, like, I just heard this this week and I'm not sure if you've heard this. I'm not sure if it's legitimate or just kind of speculative. But on the subject of boy bands, I heard recently that um, NSYNC, or at least a few members of NSYNC, had, they were on set for Star Wars The Phantom Menace with George Lucas, and they were going to get like little minor roles as like, I don't know, Naboo Citizen Number 4, or like, I don't know, Jedi Master in the background, like just very minor roles, and they were on set, and they did some training, and they, they got in apparently on some filming uh, occurrences but then none of it made the film and like George Lucas I guess had his limits and he's like hey, no I don't think so but I, I heard something along those lines and apparently his daughter was a big fan of NSYNC so that's kind of he, he I guess he had them come just to kind of rub shoulders with them maybe score some points with his kids but I, I, I have you ever heard about that uh, no but it makes sense because I mean the last thing <laughs> that George Lucas would have wanted would have been for the Phantom Menace to end up being a total joke. Uh, so it makes, I mean, it makes sense. It's, it's a decision, you know, leaving that out. He's like, oh, yeah, I can defend Jar Jar, but, but I just, Justin Timberlake, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, touche. Makes sense. Touché. That's a good, that's, I'm going to keep that in my pocket. That's a good piece of trivia. Yeah, <laughs> that was smooth. All right, let's get into Minority Report, shall we? Yeah, Um. so I had a moment. I was like, okay, so look, I knew very, like two weeks ago when this vote went up, mm-hmm. I did not know really what this movie was about. Oh, okay. I had no clue. Um, I watched a trailer for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if you've seen a trailer for it. It's a shit trailer. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. really bad. It, it made you mad. Like, you watch it, and it's like not all of this. Not all of the special effects are done properly oh. yet. And it's like, 
Huh. Oh, it's bad, man. Yuck. And I, so I had no interest. Right. Like, I was like, this looks terrible. <laughs> this is awful. I don't want to watch this. But you, um, okay. okay. And, um, and yeah. So I was like, the movie is, without giving away what my review is before mm. we get into this. Yeah, yeah. The, the review, the movie is better than the trailer. Like, sure. Sure. If I'm comparing it to, if I'm comparing, you know, if if the trailer is a five out of ten, then the movie is a ten out of ten, <laughs> just because the trailer is such garbage. It's so bad. Right. It, it it it's just a bunch of like like throwing up of <laughs> of half finished special effects. There's no real yeah. like story assemblance. There's no you know. Ugh. Um. So. Then ultimate, so then I w- when it didn't win, I was like, yeah, friggin' right, man. I don't want to watch that shit. <laughs> and then you were like, well, you know, I really think we should watch this. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> and so, so I wasn't, I mean, I, w- I was definitely not looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a better experience than I was expecting. Good. I did look up, um, I did look up who was in it mm. before... Before watching it. Sure. Um, and Cameron Diaz is in it. Yeah, right? And so, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I looked it up before, right? Like, I looked at IMDb real quick before going into the movie. And yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, cool. Cameron Diaz is in this. Cool. Um, and then I forgot that she was in it. Mm. Until right now. <laughs> or like a couple of minutes ago and I'm like when the hell did Cameron Diaz show up in this movie and now hmm I'm who she's not Agatha is she she no she is literally so I I was as surprised as you were when I saw that and I looked it up and she is apparently literally just a, a background person in like maybe a 30 second scene where Tom Cruise is on oh, a okay. subway. Like, literally, it's... you don't Okay, even, so she doesn't... Yeah, she doesn't matter at all. Like, literally. Which I find peculiar, because okay. it's not like she was, like, an up-and-comer at the time. Like, she was a star. So I just... I mean, yeah. like, why bother? Like, why bother? I, I didn't think it was Agatha, but then I was like, ah, but Agatha... I was like, shaved head. Agatha yeah. doesn't talk a lot. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible that that was her, and I just completely didn't realize it. But yeah, definitely not her. Okay. All right. That's good. Because otherwise I would have been dumbfounded had that <laughs> turned out to be, you know. So, but yeah, th- so this was my first viewing of the movie. Last night I watched it. Uh, and, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was the first time I first time I watched it. Hmm. And? <laughs> um, I'll give you, I'll give you the, the synopsis of my review and then we can unpack it. Yeah, of course, of course. Really fascinating idea. Oh, yeah. Really, really fun, interesting, um, ethical question, and, like, great setup for some interesting conflict and 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 important questions. And they kind of start with that. They're kind of, you know, like, when he shows up, he's like, we're, we are, we're arresting people for crimes that they haven't committed yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and there's the whole thing with the ball. He's like, you caught the ball. Right. And just because you caught the ball doesn't change the fact that it was going to hit the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, 
right? And so that's sort of their rationale for it because he's like, well, I mean, but technically you've changed the future. You've you've prevented it from happening, so it didn't happen. So is it, you know, is it still... Um, and uh, and and we're not talking about like normal prison. We're talking about like we're going to we're gonna put you. You're gonna be comatose and like, which is weird too because it's like, what kind of hell is that? I, like mm-hmm. you know, they keep referring to it as hell and miserable, and I'm like, are they even like they it, they sort of allude to the fact that maybe you dream? And I guess maybe they're like really awful, terrible, miserable dreams. But it didn't seem like prison the way we have it seems worse to me than that probably then and i'm like okay like so the crime or the the punishment is not as harsh as it used to be mm-hmm. um <laughs> but okay so anyways amazing amazing premise mm. oh yeah that i think is unfortunately very watered down by an overuse of um of like science fiction technology and unnecessary action sequences mm, okay. um okay and i think the film's probably so it's about two and a half hours long and i think it's about half an hour too long sure like i think i could probably go through and pick out about half an hour of shit that i didn't need <laughs> and it would probably solve both solutions it would probably because a lot of a lot of it is that like ridiculous over the like when he's like he's in the self-driving car and he like right kicks the window out of the car and gets on top of the car and is like jack sparrowing his way around the city on top of these like <laughs> and you're like and it was it was fun sure but ultimately was not necessary that that could have been way shorter i just got it like i just got such a vivid uh visual of tom cruise playing captain jack sparrow <laughs> but yeah so th- that stuff i thought was unnecessary sure um there was a lot of like i didn't need to see like the first time we see him you know doing the operatic thing with his hands to like Mm. scrub through the footage that was kind of cool but then we got it like two or three more times with other people and i'm like okay i like i'm sick of this i'm (laughs) i'm 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 getting composer hand video editing fatigue i was like i i I don't need this anymore Mm. um so, yeah, I mean, it was mostly, it was mostly, that was mostly my issue, is that I felt like, although a lot of the effects are, are executed really, really well in this, um, like the visual effects, there aren't really many jarring moments where you're like, uh, no, this doesn't, this doesn't work for me. Um, there was just a lot of stuff that I was like, I don't need to see this. This is just filler. This is just unnecessary. Mm. Right. I didn't. I, he could have said, I need to get you. We could have seen him say, I'm, I need to take you in a public place. So I'm going to have to get you different clothes and then cut to a different, you know, go back to like the, the cops or, or go back to the old dude or whatever. And then when we come back to Tom Cruise's character, um, at some point he's gone and got it. I didn't need to see him in the store holding up clothing to other women without their knowledge to like <laughs> pick out clothing for her and stuff. Right. And so yeah, I think amazing idea. And then and and then because of some unnecessary stuff that's in there, 
Um, and like I said, an overused, just like I felt like they were trying to cram this like futuristic tech down my throat mm. and kept like trying to be like, no, no, this really is in the future. This is, we really have weird technology. No, it's really in the future. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, mm. calm down. I get, I get it. It's, it's, everything's different. Aquafina is still around. Uh, 50 years later, we still haven't changed the theme song to Cops. That's fine. <laughs> That's cool. Um, but yeah, so so I, as a result, the movie ends up like this weird roller coaster for me where mm. I'm like, oh, this is really good. And then like 10 minutes later, I'm like, what? This, is, this has gone way downhill. And then there'll be like a redeeming bit for a couple of minutes. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. There are, all right, we're getting this back. And then for like 10, 15 minutes, I'm like, I'm not interested in this. How much longer is left in this movie? <clears throat> Excuse me. And then, and it, and it just keeps doing that. And I got like almost motion sickness riding the waves of <laughs> the entertainment value of this film. Mm. So okay. that, that is my, that is my synopsis. Pr amazing premise, wonderful setup. Um, and I just think, you know, I think the ball was on the tee the way that it needed to be. Sure. And I think we just choked, choked on the swing a little bit. Yeah. We still hit the ball and it still went down the, 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 the fairway. Uh, but any chance of th that the film had of being a hole in one was lost miserably because of, because of form. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, well, what I'll say, it's it's interesting. Um, this film is pretty popular among some, and huge, hugely popular, hugely popular. And we saw that firsthand. Uh, friend of the show, Andrew. Friend of the show, Matt. Both commented to varying degrees, saying like, "Great, we're glad you're reviewing this. We love it for various different reasons, and maybe some of the same reasons that you liked too. And maybe they're more okay with some of the the valleys and the kind of overlook them, but." Um, even just like the rating, like a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, we, again, we can beat a dead horse about how RT is not a good measuring stick, but still 90% is 90%. So people mm. enjoy it and a lot of people enjoy it. But, um, personally I've seen this twice now. So I've saw it once probably 11 ish years ago. So it was quite a while. Uh, I was curious to rewatch it. I was curious if it aged well because I remember watching it with a friend of the show, um, and he's—it was actually Jesse—and I remember we both looked at each other and we said, "Wow, that, like that was pretty good. That was not half bad." And I was curious. I was like, "Was it okay, or was it just like younger versions of us saying, eh, you know, we're young. We don't really know what we like yet, and you know." in 10 or 15 years we'll go wow that movie's crap or we'll go wow that movie really holds up and I, I was curious so I watched it and I'd agree with you I think there's some things that it does well I think there's some things that it sets up pretty decently um, I'd probably agree that it's too long to be honest it wasn't it didn't feel like the longest film but when the credits were rolling and I was looking at my my tablet I was like wow that was that was two and a half hours like that was I'm not mm -hmm. sure if it needed to be that I, you know I, there's been Worse flowing movies that are way too long, obviously. This this was on the fence, but I agree. There's a lot of fat that you could trim off. Um, yeah, I think I think 90 minutes would have been too short. Yes. But I think two hours would, I have, think been, two hours would have been a healthy length. I think that might have been the sweet um, spot. I think that might have been the yeah. sweet spot. I, 
I think in a nutshell, I would say with this film, uh, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I did the first time. And it's not so much, uh, wow, I knew what was coming because I completely forgot, to be quite honest with you. I think it was just more my tastes have changed and, you know, maybe also it being almost 20 years, which is alarming to say, maybe just it hasn't aged well, like what we were amazed with, with futurism or futuristic kind of windows maybe it's just not as entertaining anymore. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I think I enjoyed a lot of the same things you did. There's some really interesting philosophical questions that you can kind of hit on. I think just from, uh, Hey, let's get a creative team together. Like we can look past Tom Cruise, but we got, uh, John Williams involved. We've got Steven Spielberg involved. We've got Max von Sydow involved. Like there's a lot of cool, uh, very popular household names involved with this film. And, um, I think just maybe uh, I wouldn't say it's in the top five of Steven Spielberg. I might not even be in the top 10. And I'm not even sure I'd say that as a slight because there's a lot of good films that I like of his. Um, and this just isn't in my top five or 10. Um, mm. So, I, you know, I, it's, uh, I don't regret watching it a second time, but I can definitively say I don't think I will ever watch it again. Oh, see, I think I will. Oh, okay. I, 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 I think I'll probably watch it again um, if there's someone who, like, I probably won't be like, uh, I'm bored and I've got this bowl of popcorn I got to go through. <laughs> there's like a billion other movies <laughs> right. that I'll put on before that. Sure. Um, but if, like, if there's someone who hasn't, if we're, like, hard up for something to watch and, like, someone's like, oh, I haven't seen Minority Report, I'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, sh- shit, put it on. Sure. Let's, um... Yeah, let's uh, let's kill an evening with this. Um, <laughs> no, but but yeah, like I think I'll, I think I'll watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I didn't dislike it. I it it hasn't changed my perspective or my perception or my opinion of Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. But nor nor do I think should it. Um, I think that I dislike Tom Cruise enough that. I would question I would I would question my stance on Tom Cruise or like, you know, the validity of statements when I say I don't like this actor if mm. one film was able to just like completely oh, sway that. Sure. Sure. Right. So so I didn't change it but I I don't think it should have changed it. I, um, feel- I didn't dislike him in this movie. It was no. just kind of like yeah, this could have been. You know, there's movies where you watch and you're like, I can't picture anyone else in this role except for this person. <laughs> right. I could picture it like, like it it doesn't matter. You could have flip flopped it. Colin Farrell could have played the main character. Oh, yo, and Tom yeah. Cruise could have played the FBI guy. Yep. Or um, my cousin Leonardo Hank. DiCaprio my cousin Hank could have been in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like literally, literally anybody, and I don't. Matt Damon could have done this, like, I, and I don't think it would have changed the film. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I completely agree. I, something I got caught caught up in is, you know, I think I'm maybe just care less about Tom Cruise, the human being, and I think I just get kind of golfed in or like uh, drawn into the. I don't know what to, the best word is to describe it, but like the the bandwagon that is Tom Cruise's film resume. Like he's in a lot of blockbuster hits. He's in, he love it or hate it. He is in that category of a movie star. Like you say the word Tom and in the context of films, that's one of the first people we would think of. So uh, there's something about it that I, I don't know. 
there's a bunch of films that I watch that I enjoy more that are uh, he's in, and there's some that I like less. But there was there's just something about it that when I put this in, I'm like, you know what? I'm just there was something that I could just be at peace with, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna watch a Tom Cruise movie, and it, it'll be entertaining for one reason or another whether i hate it because he's in it whether i can just look past it i don't know there i can't explain it i can't put my finger on it but there was just something about it that i was just ready to ride the tom cruise wave as is as weird as that sounds right no no i mean it makes sense yeah sure um yeah i think i think that like there. There's two different premises here that I enjoy, but I don't think they belong together. And I think that that's like, I think the film just has too much going on. So like, interesting. I like the idea of we have this, we have this ability to detect crime before it happens. And the ethical question of, should we be doing that? Um, should we, you know, are we in a position to act upon that? If, if we are privy to that knowledge. And, and I think I would have like unpacking that idea. Like we don't, we don't really go deep into that. Mm. We really don't. We, we, we deal with it at the beginning and then we don't really deal with it again um, because then it kind of like morphs from that and turns into can people change the future? Can, can people, do people have a choice? Um and to me, those were just, you know, one was kind of a branch out of the other, but it, but I still, I was more interested in really just unpacking, you know, even if, even if people can't choose, even if that's destiny, is it still right? Is it still okay to do? And honestly, I think I would have enjoyed that, that premise being unpacked more in like a courtroom drama movie where someone's on trial for a murder they haven't committed yet. Hmm. Right. And I think I, I think I would have found that fascinating to to watch lawyers argue. Hmm. You know, really cleverly argue that. I think would have been interesting. The other the other concept or or like premise that this film, like storyline that this film deals with is the precogs mm. and that. Mm-hmm. You know, that she was like, that he killed her mom so that this whole system could work, so that he could, like, keep the pre-crime unit or, like, you know, found the pre-crime unit. And, like, so then it became, like, a murder mystery thing. And I was like, anytime, anytime there was a murder mystery thing, I felt like that was taking away from the ethical question of should we be predicting crime and then anytime we were doing the you know should we be predicting crime i just felt like it was a taking away from okay well who's this woman who was drowned and who is this so there was like there was two competing storylines um and i didn't find that they complemented each other i just found that they they were constantly clashing horns and one was one one was only ever stealing screen time from the other i think you're really on to something there because i think I think I was more interested in the questions that you're talking about, whether the the ethical dilemma of should these be, people be convicted, 
judge, jury, executioner based on something they haven't done? That's an interesting question. What about these precogs and the ethics related to that? I think those are great, interesting things to delve into. But yeah, I think then you you add too much to the mix where it's there's also this side mystery, and that I think it it kind of pans into the the trope or the cliche of like let's have a bit of a plot twist that we need to engineer into our storyline. Where I think yeah, you could really uh, you could do some really interesting things just with those first two questions alone. And um, right, because not not only did they like yeah, I mean you just hit the nail on the head with the whole judge jury executioner thing. Yeah, because it's not even like. It's not even like, you know, we're putting you on trial for a murder you haven't committed yet. Mm-hmm. It's no, hey, you're 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 done. There's no. It's literally no pleading your case when we arrest no, you. Nobody hears you out. Yeah, it's like literally when we arrest you, we're giving you this taser that goes on your head that will initiate like this trance or this um, hypnotic state that you're in. Like it's literally like from now on, where where you've committed yeah, where you would have committed. It's not that the you crime. have the. It's not that you have the right to remain silent. It's that we're <laughs> right? removing your option to do anything but. Seriously. Right? Right? And so, like, I, you know, because, yeah, I mean, then it gets weird, right? Because it's like, it, it was murder. Well, but it was self-defense. Well, mm-hmm. but, but it doesn't matter. It was murder. Well, but that's not the way our system works now. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this is these are long drawn out processes where we figure out. And I mean, I would argue just as much as the next person that the judicial system is is way too slow. Mm. Um, but in some cases it needs to be in some like we, you know, we we like I, I wonder in that scenario th- that would have done away with the minority report situation that mm. would have done away with wrongful arrests that is what our that is why we have trials Mm -hmm. is so that we can make sure that we've got the right person that they did what we're accusing them of you know and so like it's you know I don't know like yeah it's it's I I think I think there, I think you're really onto something there actually. Yeah, with this whole the idea that they they're not even again there's no and that that would have been way more interesting to me. It would have been mm-hmm. more interesting to me to hear someone plead their case for a crime they had not yet committed but were facing a murder trial for. Mm. Um I think there's I think there's some fun dialogue and some different like yeah, some different theoretical and ethical perspectives that you can that you can explore that we just we we just completely were like nope (laughs) no you know we would do that but that'll take away from our opportunity to do more action stuff (laughs) and so actually while i'm doing that voice can we talk about you know okay i'm now is the time where i'm going to grab you on the buttocks and then i will Insert you so with uncomfortable. this syringe, so which un- will give you the sleeping medication, so and then we are going to oh. remove and replace your eyeballs. When I watched that, there were about 13 different reasons why that scene was uncomfortable. There was like, um, like, yeah, okay, so hang on. Actually, speaking of uncomfortable, speaking of uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I will give it to Tom Cruise. There is one moment in this film 
where I think Tom Cruise acts, performs, portrays what he's supposed to flawlessly. Mm. Because when he's in that, like, the greenhouse of horrors, mm. and the doctor, like, just friggin' plants one on him, just kisses him, <laughs> just, like, s- starts swapping spit <laughs> unconsensually. Yeah. And Tom Cruise pulls away with this look of, like, what the actual shit, you crazy, crazy <laughs> crone? What do you, who, what the hell yeah and i was like yes thank you thank you absolutely no he doesn't say anything about it because she's like she's also just given him this nugget of information that he's far more concerned about right but it's like it's put yeah it's put him in this appropriate state of like what the did that just who the why why <laughs> why did why did you just kiss how lonely are you right in this get a cat please get a cat <laughs> Because the plants aren't cutting it. Get, the, <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That was weird. Um, mm. But then again, like I feel like I could have done. You know, it was set up to us that yeah, there's dudes on the street that for like a couple thousand dollars will replace your eyeballs. Mm-hmm. I didn't need. I we, I didn't need to dedicate twenty minutes to seeing it happen. No. I will really. I that will. Could, there a lot <clears throat> of that could have been trimmed down. Oh yeah. I will agree with who's the who his assistant with this like why does she have this big Helga or whatever her name was <laughs> why does she have like this huge obviously they've put that mole on her just to like have comedic relief or something like I, I don't, don't know I just the, everything about that whole scene was weird the one thing I'll agree with uh, friend of the show Andrew when he commented there that scene where he bites into the old moldy maggoty sandwich just. Is oh, enough yeah. to make me hurl a little bit, and likewise with the like lumpy, gross milk, it's it's disgusting, and it, you know it's a piece of film that just creates a response in a human being watching it. It's an interesting accomplishment for sure, uh, but dang that that quack of a doctor for not like at least clearing out the fridge and just leaving the one nice sandwich. Like why? Yeah, and like. In the future, do we all, like, is this, have they foreseen something and in a post-COVID world, that is what it looks like when we have a cold? Because I'm telling you right now, I have never sneezed and had half a liter of friggin' snot and mucus. It's the grossest friggin' sneeze that this guy does. So it's, much snot comes out of his nose. Well, it's gross. And then he also says, like, oh, don't worry with the amount of antibiotics I'm going to pump in you. You're cool. But, I mean, that's not going to help if with, like, a virus that you're sneezing and yeah. coughing all over. Exactly. Yeah. It's friggin'. And then you're about to touch my eyes. So like, I'll have just, new eyes, but I'm going to have, like, yeah. a sty in each one. Well, aside from the fact, like, sure, even if you have a magic pill that can solve it, it's just not pleasant to, like, sneeze and snot all over your hands. Like, just, do you enjoy it? No. Anyway. Anyway. Also, I thought I another, an oversight of this film, I thought that they should have made a bigger deal out of, um, they should have made a bigger deal out of the fact that he, like, exposes his eye in order to in order to have the spider scan it mm. 
Because I was thinking to myself, oh, okay, he's going to be blind in that eye now, and that mm-hmm. will be a difficulty move. No, he's fine. He was completely fine. He's completely, he's got 2020. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that. He's got that. like yeah. Yosho Takamoto or whatever. He's got like some Japanese guy's eyes, and they're mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. They're fine. Yeah, um, there was a bunch of stuff that I just, I was like, <laughs> something's something's not right here. Can we talk about the fact that, like, Tom Cruise's character was the only one who treated the precogs with any kind of human dignity? And as soon as they got Agatha back in that tank, the creepy guy had her, like, fully sedated again. And he's like, don't worry, I'll brush your teeth. How weird was don't that? Don't how... Is my is my Agatha comfortable? I'm so glad you're back. Would you like a plate of cookies? <laughs> yeah. Here, have a cookie. Not that one. That one's mother's. Have a different cookie. <laughs> like he was just so like we like I'm like should we have there's and this is like weird and crass and like but like honestly I thought for a second I'm like. Do we know, like, uh, there's there's moments where he's left alone with her. Mm-hmm. And if there were ever to be a guy who was, like, getting his thrills with the, the sedated pre it's this guy. And I'm not saying he did or does or would have, but there was a brief moment. And I think it was the moment when he had, like, had her back in the thing and he's, like, stroking her hand. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, pal. Okay. Red, like you clearly this is like yeah. where you live. You don't actually have any friends. You're probably socially missing some filters and He's, like red flags are going off all over for sure. Yeah, I'm like mm, that's uh that's uh like I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. So that had me really uncomfortable. So a couple things that are coming up here that I, I wanna kinda bring up and it, it'll the last one has to do with the precog, so it'll Okay come come around. I'm going to say if one thing this film did well, one thing that I think could have done, it did not do well, but it could have done better. And then the last it's thing. The what? <laughs> Cast. It's casting? No. And then the last thing oh, will okay. be a question that I want to ask you. Uh, so All right. the thing that I thought was kind of cool, again, um, less to do with the action, less to do with a mystery plot twist, but just the concept, kind of the whole free will thing where you know would tom cruise have gone and done these things if the precog hadn't shown him you know and you know obviously you could probably argue not but uh, you know there's all these just different facets of free will and how much of free will was there as far as uh would these people have a choice to commit the murder or would they have hesitations and not done it in real life if if the things had played out and just some very interesting interesting things along those lines Where I think this film did not do well or could have done better was in the final climax, I guess you'd call it, where Max von Sydow confronts Tom Cruise and Sydow has the choice, either I kill Tom Cruise and keep this, sorry, pardon me, I keep this, this, uh, this program going and for the greater good, I keep things moving or I kill myself or at least don't kill you and then I thereby break the system but ethically maybe it does better I just found that a very a break in character because he's already killed multiple people he's killed multiple people and he's definitely yeah. he's definitely weighed in his mind that hey we've stopped 
thousands of potential murders, if not confirmed murders, but we he's already made the decision that it's worth it. I honestly don't see him not killing Tom Cruise, to be honest with you. And I honestly, I know that doesn't fit the mold of um, kind of a mainstream blockbuster film, but I think that would have made a very better ending where our main character i know you would have enjoyed seeing tom kind of rest in peace but it would have been it would have made a better film i'm thinking out loud here of tom cruise being killed we see that you kind of get some bitter feelings from it knowing that okay maybe the greater good is better and this program is going but it comes at the cost of someone kind of manipulating it or someone who's bent a few rules to kind of keep it going and you know I don't know. I think it would have been a little bit of a messier ending versus the cookie cutter ending that we got. Um, And I I think that would have been maybe just a bit more interesting anyway. The thing I'll wrap it up on of my triad of things that I wanted to bring up here before I, before I forgot. Can I, can I just comment on on that? Yeah. 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 I mean, first of all, yeah, that's how I wish all Tom Cruise (laughs) movies would end. Um, (laughs) Right. But, um, yeah, because, like, the thing is, is he's not, like, the old guy, the guy, the pre-crime guy, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's not, like, he's not, he's not j- totally just a piece of shit. No, no, like, no. It's it's a case of the the end justifies the means. That is, that mm-hmm. is his, he's kind of like Thanos. Sure. Right? Yeah. Where he, he, he believes, he genuinely believes that he is committing some necessary evil evils in order to um you know in in order to serve the greater good and that's that's the scariest and the most dangerous type of villain oh yeah right and you see that all the time right someone who's got like these you know magneto magneto from the x-men he believes that for the benefit for the survival of mutants for the acceptance of mutants people regular humans need to be eliminated right and in <laughs> his mind it's not just like an evil mindset where he's like oh, i'm gonna kill all the you know mr bilbo <laughs> i'm gonna you know he's like uh no he gen he genuinely thinks he's doing the right thing <laughs> that he's on the right side you know, in a lot of ways, that was the thing about like the you know. So did the Nazis. Yeah, there were a couple that were just like sadistic bastards. Sure. But, like a lot of them was just were just like they believed in the cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. They'd been brainwashed into, or they like something somewhere along the way. They got lost and they lost sight of of the picture. And that's what happened to the guy in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. He had the best intentions. Just some people just got caught in the crosshairs. Did a poor job of executing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I hear you. I hear you. Um, the, the thing I want to bounce off you is just straight up. Um, where do you stand on the concept of having the precog? So, like, if we can just acknowledge taking yeah. out the equation of are these are we jumping the gun being judge jury and executioner once we get these people just assuming that the murders would have occurred and that you're keeping slain people alive would you right would you would you a uh sacrifice the the independence and the autonomy and 
for lack of a better term, like the life of three individuals to like sit in a sedated cave for their whole life for the greater good. So would you make that call and be just on a bigger picture? Like who should make that call in this world? So I'm just curious what you think. Ah, see, that's, I mean, that, that's very similar to the age old question of like, Mm. if you, if you had to push a senior citizen onto the train tracks in order to save five children, sure. Do you do you do that? Right. Um, right. And it's it's. I mean, I think, I think if you really, I think it's a it's a question I don't have an answer for. It's a question that requires a lot of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, like my 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 gut reaction is to say no. Sure. No, it's not okay. Yep. But then, but then I'm like, but, and then I'm like, well, so then maybe it is okay. Well, but, <laughs> you know, and so it just kind of goes back and forth. And I think because when you really start thinking about it and you weigh all the pros and cons of it, you find yourself creating a bunch of like paradoxes almost where there's no, you'll never reach a definitive, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah what makes what doing one thing you know the thing about one thing that is good is the bad thing about the other one <laughs> right and vice versa yeah and so there's no like okay well here's a situation where it works like mm-hmm. it's it's just it's just a mess no matter what yeah i think the bigger question mm. um a question that like really should hit home um is why do you think why do you think like their fingers and stuff aren't pruny? Like they spend all of the time <laughs> in that water and there was no indication of like, <laughs> you know, like D- D- David Blaine was underwater in Times Square for like a week and his hands were like F. <laughs> like his skin was all like dead and like mm. dying. And did these, yeah, did these, I don't know, were they wearing you know, gloves? I can't remember. Cause they had like the body suits, but did the body suits. Oh, but still, I don't know. It, I don't, uh, but I can't imagine that bodysuit is like, because yeah. if that bodysuit is like completely watertight, yeah. there's there's issues that come with that too. Are we sure? Right, your are skin we sh- needs to breathe. Are we sure it's straight up distilled water? Because I mean, an infant, no, an, yeah. an infant lives in utero in a suspended fluid for nine months, so. Maybe like I mean, you this, think this is, is like embryonic fluid. Yeah, is that what you're saying? So maybe like 50 years from now, they either have How some. How do you harvest that? I don't know. Maybe they've made a synthetic kind of replacement. Oh, okay. I don't know. That makes more sense. I mean, maybe we're t- we're taking donations for <laughs> embryonic <laughs> fluid. I'm like, that's a weird. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Because like, because follow this with me, right? Sure, like yeah. If you if you if you are producing <laughs> embryonic fluid, it's because you're growing a fetus right. and you need that. You can't. Oh yeah. You can't just give some of that. No, no. So then your only access to embryonic fluid is like after birth, and then you have to like oh. filter that. Like it's it's a whole. It's got to be synthetic. It's got no to way, be. Or else it there's would. No way that's straight up organic. It'd be like decomposing you know. or kind of not. It would be like the milk in uh, Doc Doctor Giggles' fridge. It's like it's it's the difference between maple syrup and like Aunt Jemima's table syrup. Is sure. what it is. 
Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. They're floating around in, in corn syrup and coloring yeah. <laughs> as opposed to, you know, tree blood and, that's been... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Do the, you have anything else? Do you have anything else? The mental like, images you know? of this episode of Tom Cruise being Captain Jack Sparrow and someone wearing like a poster board with like a poster on both sides of him, like front and back, being like, we're taking donations. Yeah, because I mean, like, you know, and then following the maple syrup thing, I'm just picturing like tapping someone's, you know, like <laughs> tapping their belly button the way you would tap a tree, right? Just this little like dripping so that you don't take too much. Uh, and maybe that's a thing, you know, there's enough that they can like continue to produce. I don't know. I've never, I have never <laughs> carried a child. Uh, so yeah yeah I don't know uh, zero to ten okay minority report mm. or or minority report mm. I gave depending it, on what's out of the pond you're from yeah I gave it a five out of ten on my scale so that falls within the hey I'd maybe pay money to rent this and you know that's a plic- that's appropriate for me I don't need to buy it don't need to see it in theaters um, and on Marshall scale an alternative scale I use it was also quite similar it was probably a five. I could maybe be convinced to a six uh, if I was uh, having a debate about it, but I'm pretty close, pretty consistently a five. So a decent film, but uh, not in the upper echelon, not in the lower bottom feeder category. So what did you give it out of 10? Uh, so let me give you, let me, I've never really done this, but let me break down my scale yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So from like, so from like, 8.5 to 10, mm-hmm. 8.5 to like 9.9 is amazing. Yes. Incredible. Yeah. Life-changing. Yep. 10 is obviously perfect. Um, 7 to 8.5 is good. <laughs> um, g- like good to great. Yeah. Right? It's kind of a gradient there. Yep. 5 <laughs> to 7. Okay. Or like 5.5 to 7 is like, okay, it's okay. <laughs> um, like 4.5 to 5.5 5 <laughs> is like, it's like, uh, is it take it or leave it? Um, whatever. Um, and then it just gets worse going down, right? So like 3.5 or like 2.5 to 4.5 is like really not that good. <laughs> and then like, Zero to 2.5 is like garbage, is like sure. horrible film, right? Why do I have... Um, getting, I think you'd be... Sur- I, I don't know. I've got to feel... Continue. I'm just... Uh, I think you'll be surprised. Oh, okay. Okay. I think you'd be surprised. Sure. So I give this film a 6.9. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. Which means... Oh, wow. I think this film... Okay. ...is okay. Yeah, yeah. And spends several spends a a good chunk of the film like almost losing its balance and falling into good Mm -hmm. but just is never quite able to do it is 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 so close to good but doesn't achieve it Hmm. just kind of just kind of is destined to be okay Mm. okay so it's as close it's as close to good as it can get without actually being a good movie. I really thought the way you were kind of scaling down, like 
I thought you were going to get to like the and the negative four category. Negative four is yeah, <laughs> and that's is, where, um, that's where this is. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Boy. Uh. Yeah. No. So six point nine. Cool. So I actually higher than you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Cool. But uh, yeah, but I mean, I kind of figured that would be what it is because I right from the get you were like. Well, I'm throwing this movie in the dumpster and then I'm setting the dumpster on fire. <laughs> and then I was like, well, you know, I'll, like, I'll watch it again. That. I did I was not. Like, I'll watch it again. Relax. I did not say that. That I, is the definition of a dumpster fire, sir. <laughs> I did not say that. Um, <laughs> I've, of, of interest, I actually do own this. It's on my DVD shelf, believe it or not. Do you? Good God. That's um, <laughs> why. <laughs> Is this one of the, is this like the notorious <laughs> thing where you're like, someone at work is like, hey, you should borrow this. And you're like, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're not no, getting it back. No. Because you do that. I bought it. I bought it a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. DVD or Blu-ray? DVD. Like, I'm talking like 2010. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day. In the day. <laughs> um. So... I'm going to ask you a question, but before I ask you, Mm -hmm. I want to let people know that I talk too much in this show as it is, and so it's their turn. It's their turn to ask the quintessential question of every episode. Mm. So what you want to do is either email us at themoviemen at gmail.com or use your cell phone and go to the Messenger app and message the movie men on Facebook um, or maybe even Twitter. There's Maybe there's a way to do it on Twitter. I don't really know. You can like inbox us on Twitter. Um, either way, get a message to us privately um, that is just an audio clip of you. Use your cell phone to record it and say, hey, I'm Billy Bob Thornton from <laughs> wherever the hell Billy Bob Thornton's from. <laughs> this week I watched The Human Centipede what did y'all watch or like whatever right so you're gonna say my name is blank from blank this week i watched insert one film one film that you watched this week what did you guys watch and that's gonna replace that's gonna replace the part where i say hey pete what'd you watch this week Mm -hmm. um so do it it's gonna be fun and and not only will your your beautiful angelic nectar of the anyways voice not only will your voice be on our show um but you know we're always looking for ways to like aggregate names for for prizes and draws and giveaways um and so i think we've pretty much unanimously decided that at some point in the future when we when we give something away we'll probably just draw from the the list of people who who have you know Mm -hmm. sent it yeah so, and uh, it's not like, it doesn't have to be one and done. Just keep oh, sending yeah. them. Week, week after week, if you watch another movie, you want to do it again, just do it. Just keep, you know, send them in. So. Absolutely. Yeah, you should, you know, you should do it. Anyways, until such a time when that's a possibility for us, Pete, what'd you watch this week? I think I only watched one thing. And it was a TV show. It was the much talked about WandaVision. Um, mm. And I've, I'm only probably 
three, no, four episodes in. So I'm not done it. I haven't finished it. I've dipped my toes enough into the water that I'm getting a bit of a feeling for what it's about, but also not enough that I'm uh, just enough that I'm interested, but also just enough to keep me coming back. So uh, I've started right. it. I am going to progress and further watch it, watch it at a later point in time. I'm not sure why I, I can't talk right now, but uh, I've started it and that's what I watched this week. And uh, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Did you know... That for less than $2 a month, mm. you can be a member of our Patreon page. Nice. And you'll be able to listen to this 16-minute um, review of the series that I just uploaded like two days ago. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And moving forward, you'll be able to listen to all of the episodes as I do a week-by-week -week breakdown and review of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then subsequently the Loki series. Ooh, yeah, and it's so it's going to be like it's going to be like a lot of content a month. And I mean, you can pay more than than less than two dollars <laughs> a month if you want to, right? But you can just pay that, and it's gonna you know it doesn't even line my pockets. It like lines the pockets of the show so that we can you know do audio stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do yeah. it. So you should do that. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll since when you're when you're done watching Wandavision. Okay. All right. I will. All right. All right. Fair. Yeah. Um, what did you watch this week? Um. So interesting story. We we just recorded we we recorded late last week. Mm hmm. So it's only been four days since we recorded last. It's been a quick turnaround. And one of those days. And one of those days was eaten up by watching Minority Report, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which means I only have three other films to talk about. So that's, <laughs> you know, you'll have to just, you know, bear with me. Sure. So, um, cause, cause I'm a movie man, damn it. And I ain't going to let a short little turnaround prevent me from, <laughs> from delivering the goods. No, I watched, um, I, so the last time we talked or the time before last, mm. the time before last time when we walked watch talked good lord you're whatever you have i've just caught <laughs> um i had watched the first three movies in the alien franchise oh right a franchise that minus alien versus predator just like the the straight up you know legit alien films mm -hmm. there's six movies and so i watched the final three um so Alien Resurrection, Prometheus, which is a prequel, and then Alien Covenant, which is a sequel to the prequel. Um, and Alien Alien Resurrection was a... Again, it was like, it was so bad, but then there was a couple of really good things, and then it was so bad again, and I don't know. <laughs> um, and then both Prometheus and... Um, both Prometheus and Alien Covenant were pretty solid. I would say Prometheus is a little bit better, um, but ultimately it was a bunch of fun. Mm. So I think next, I think in the pipeline is the Predator movies. Oh, um, cool. And then we'll probably watch Alien versus Predator where they fall chronologically in that series. You mentioned Prometheus. I think yes. that might be the only film in that kind of universe that i've seen 
randomly. It was really good. I really enjoyed Prometheus. Is it is a standalone? Like if, if not seeing the the other kind of films that go along with it on, on its own, it was fast. You know, interesting and uh, captivating. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, and I mean it would work on its own because it is it is the um, it's like chronologically it's the first film in the timeline. Oh sure. So it doesn't there's you you need no context. Right. Yeah. So yeah, cool, cool. Bundle this thing <laughs> and yeah, before I so I don't know if I should do this now or should do it after. We used to do shout outs on this show back in oh. the day, like every week. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. just like have a shout out, and I have a shout out. So I don't know if I should do it now. Do now. Or I should do it yeah, after yeah. the showkeeping. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah, now. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Just just like right now. <laughs> yes. I can go. Mm, okay. Now. Okay, so there is a friend of mine, Nicole Walker, who um, basically, like, does yoga to our show. She, like, mows the lawn to our show. She shovels driveways to our show. She, like, she like showers to our show. <laughs> she, like, brushes. You know how there's, there's, like, those toothbrushes that, like, will, that, like, the children's toothbrushes that will play a song and you're supposed to brush your teeth as long as the song is still playing? Mm-hmm. She does. She does that to our show. Which oh wow! Actually, it turns out brushing your teeth for an hour is like <laughs> really bad. Don't do that. Oh no! Don't um, don't do that. But yeah, she really likes our show for some reason. Nice. I think it's you. I think it's you. What? So oh, it's probably you. Yeah. It's, no. Okay. I, well. Mm. All right. Anyways, that's my shout out, nice. Nicole Walker. Nice. Did like d- dedicated of the dedicated of the show listening. Perfect. Well, yeah. Thank you for listening, and thank you for listening to people that don't have that name. And um, this is true. <laughs> no matter what your name is, thank you for listening. Check out our social media pages below: like, follow, subscribe, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If uh, you're interested in supporting the show, helping maintain its costs and helping it grow, like Brady said, you can check out our Patreon page and there's a bunch of different perks that we like to offer back as uh, a way of saying thank you for supporting WandaVision, us. WandaVision, 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 WandaVision. <laughs> um, and yeah, until next time, uh, we'll, we'll see you. Yeah, until next time, remember, if you have your eyes replaced... Why, like, why do you think, why didn't they just clean out their fridge? Honestly. Why was all of that stuff in there? I'm still asking myself that right now. There's no way that this place passes any of, like, the the friggin', like, that place is going to get shut down by public health. (laughs) Yeah. That, That shit's gross.